Jimmy or Jay, they eliminate Sammy by mistake. And then Sammy's like, you know what? I did everything. Like, what? You yeah. like, I knew this. They, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. And then you can start doing the conspiracy again. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Sweet Chin Musings. I am your host, the reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. With me as always is my tag team partner in crime, the earthquake to my typhoon, Mr. Luke Cudiellis. That's right ladies and gentlemen, we have another pair of super kicks locked, cocked, and ready to rock your eardrums. So let's get into it, shall we? We shall. On today's episode, we are going to sort of pay homage to 2022 since this is officially... The first day of 2023. Time to look back. Time to reflect. We're going to talk about the top 10 moments in pro wrestling of 2022. The moments that made the biggest impact on the state of wrestling as we know it. And we're all about the state of wrestling here. We're going to talk about impact wrestling here. What are you talking about? We're we're talking about the impact, not impact. impact. Because as soon as they do something of note. uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, but I can't. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but it's been an incredible year. It's been a very wild year, so yeah. we have to talk about that. We're going to do a state of wrestling better known to all of you as too hot to handle, too cold to hold, because it's been a while since we've done that. And I just like the frigid temperatures in January in Michigan. It's a lot more cold than hot, but we yeah. still got to talk about it. And we are going to do a special 2022 version of Oh You Didn't Know, some matches that, whether you forgot about them or not, they definitely stole the show. They stole a place in our hearts, and we just want to highlight them and, you know what, make you go, yeah, that was a great match. I need to go back and watch right. that. So we're going to talk about a little bit of that, but first, I feel like it's only fair to talk about the top 10 moments of 2022, since that's what this whole thing is about, and it's our New Year's show. Before we get into the official top 10 list, I want to give an honorable mention to Bray Wyatt's return. At the time, it was an incredibly important event. Uh, we'll get more into it in a later segment, but there's a reason why it didn't make the final cut and is only an honorable mention, but we'll get to that when the time comes. Let's talk about the top 10 moments of 2022. Now, this is not in any order. We're not ranking this. Yeah, It's too hard to try to say what was more significant than anything else because, like anything, it's subjective. It's know? subjective, and it's definitely weighted for a few of these, I think, you know, compa- in comparison to mm-hmm. the others. Like, the table would be very... Or the scale itself would just be, all right, this one or two is definitely top one or two, you know? Like, yeah. And how then, could you not, right? Yeah, so yeah. it would be a shame to then, okay, the rest of you fall in line, you know, figure out a way. Right? Absolutely. So. And we don't want to do that because this is really, like I so said, we're not trying to undercut any of the other that stories. Well, yeah. yeah. So the first thing that I think we got to talk about, it happened very early on in the year. Uh, Cody Rhodes leaves AEW, the company that he started, Mm -hmm. and goes back to WWE. He returns at WrestleMania. Uh, He's the hand-selected opponent uh, for Seth Rollins. And, of course, he had a a great feud through the spring and summer 
of uh, 2022 with Seth Rollins, but how significant was that moment? Like how, not just the moment, but the action itself of Cody, one of the founders of AEW, leaving the company he started with to go back to the company that screwed him over. I mean, I did not see that coming. No, if you had that on, like, uh, these, I guess you could even say, like, these would be on, should be on your bingo board for 2022 events, you know, that happened in wrestling, right? Sure. This would definitely, if you were to tell me, like, at the beginning, like, hey, fill it in, like... I'm going to put in that Cody's going back to eight. Or That's going not back on to my w. board. That is not on my board. That's I not think, one thing I'm, you know. No, no one saw it coming. And I think that's another reason why I want to say, like, the Bray Wyatt return is more of an honorable mention. Yeah. Because while he did take a long time away, and I was, we were happy to see him back, it mm. wasn't a jaw dropper. No, there was speculation. Will he ever come back? And if he does, you know, hey, there's been a feeler from WWE or, the, or I'm sorry, AW, where, you know, they kind of threw out a number and, like, is that all spec? Is that yeah. rumor? How much is this is, you know, just going around? Um, yeah. But Cody was out of left field. No, I wouldn't believe that. Now, you know, I do spend time, like, going around, you know, on, like, Twitter or, you know, let's say Reddit and stuff like that, you know, the social media of dirt sheets type. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, it's one of those, the way people were talking or fans were talking about it, like, I would have believed, hey... Brandy's going to WWE, or yeah. she's going to take a step back yeah. from AEW. She but wasn't co- doing anything, right? Yeah. Exactly, and it was kind of that you know, hey, that feeling of is she disgruntled? Does she want to be? You know, I could have believed that it had you told me that more than hey, Cody's just going to outright. All right, guys, you know, I'm going to give you this his promo, and then that's it. And then, like you said, come Mania. You know, we're getting the actual Cody entrance, the song, and everything. That was the thing, too. Not just him returning, but him returning with the gimmick, the logo, the music, all of stuff that he used in AEW. Really makes you, you know, it's easy to kind of uh, shit on McMahon and the whole (laughs) WWE process of we want to own the right, we want to own the likeness, we want to own all that stuff. It's easy to knock that of being like, oh, you're you're so controlling and you're so micromanaging. But then when you see things like this, that had to stick in Tony Khan's crawl. It all depends on what makes you in WWE or before you get to WWE. That, like you said, yes, he could have come back as Cody or even Cody Rhodes or Natural, you know, American Disaster, whatever, you know, American Nightmare. Nightmare. However you want to bring him back, people will know, okay, yes, this is Cody Rhodes. He was once in WWE. He had left. Now he's back. The prodigal son return, always returns. Um, yeah, that works. But with him having established himself as Cody Rhodes, you know, the American Nightmare, you know, this logo, this this theme song, you know, all of that, and to strip that away, one, would be playing into the song that, you know, he literally has used as his theme for, you know, however many years now. Exactly. Um, and two... It would just be dis, disingenuous, like disingenuous to everyone, you know, like, hey, yeah, you can make yourself, and then we could take it away right away. Right. You know, it's it's almost better for you to make yourself either in AEW or Impact or the Indies, and, like, this is mine, this is what everyone knows me as. You cannot take this away. And if you do, you're just going to diminish. You're going to diminish it unless you can give me something better. 
Right. And that does not always happen. That no. is your one in ten, one in nine, you know, like that doesn't happen very often. No. For certain, unless that person already had it or had something to get them, you know, to keep sure. going. And I think with uh, international stars, it's maybe a little bit easier to do because the WWE audience, myself included, isn't like Kushida came in. He was not Kushida in right. Japan. I think was Shinsuke always Shinsuke? Shinsuke has always been was Shinsuke. Always Shinsuke. Um, the one that's kind of uh, was Atami. You know, Hideo yeah, Tommy. Hideo Itami um, uh, was Kenta. Kenta, exactly. Yeah. So when you start switching that kind of stuff around, it, especially again in the day and now, and that's something you and I have touched on uh, prior to starting, you know, hitting the record button, is um, uh, it's one of those like this guy is known as this. <laughs> it, like I, I know he's gonna, you know. But what is he doing for me, you know, now that you brought him over? You know, like you said, you brought Kenta over as uh, Tommy, you know, but it's like, all right, but what does that do for me? Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like when you know someone as so long as this person to suddenly change him, it's like, was that not working? Did you guys not like it? You know, I think like, just wanting the ownership of yeah. it. Yeah. So it was really cool to me to see that they just let Cody have what he had already built and established instead of trying to have him come back as the Cody Rhodes of WWE that Dash we and knew. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Dashing Cody Stardust. Oh, God. That's, oh, that would, oh, my God. That would have been horrible. Uh, but I think that was definitely the first big, oh, my God moment of uh, 2022. And we're not going. Uh, chronologically either because the <laughs> next thing i want to talk about is sammy Zayn yeah. becoming the honorary ooze when this whole thing started after the uh wrestlemania match with uh johnny knoxville and doing all the conspiracy theory stuff that he saw to suddenly throw him in as this sort of quasi lackey not even really lackey because most of the people didn't like him the only person that right. liked him was jimmy yeah. You know, and so just get it in. Most other people in that situation, I think, would have fallen flat on their face. That was sort of like, that could have been a death knell for so many people to be thrown into that spot. But instead, not only did he make it work, Sami Zayn, ironically, the the only non-oos of the group, I think elevated that group to a level far beyond what it could have been. I thought, personally, we were going to see sort of the end of heel Roman Reigns at some point in 2022. But I think we can look very much at what Sammy brought to the table and all the fresh storylines that we got to play with Sammy to not only continue this Bloodline story, but elevate it. Yeah. And it's one of those, you definitely, I think you're... Definitely right when you say anyone else in that spot, it was almost like a filler or like a cannon fodder spot. Like, okay, hey, you're the gesture for a couple weeks. You know, you're going to entertain us. But then and then we're going to turn we're on gonna you. We're going to turn on you because it's no longer funny. You're wasting our time. Get the boot. Get the hell out of here. Maybe he gets one match with Roman. He gets, he gets a, you know, hey, I can show you. Uh, I can fight. You know, like, yeah. And then for, especially because lest we forget, um, we're not too far removed from both Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you know, re-signing with WWE. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, Especially you know, Owens. Especially Owens. You know, yeah. um, history with, you know, obviously the Bucks and everyone over in AEW. But 
then now here we are, both of them, like, heading into Royal Rumble season, you know, Royal Rumble mania, you know, they're going to have prime storylines. for Major. So it just shows you, one, the trust that they have in both of those guys, but then for Sami Zayn to take something that was probably going to only be for a few weeks of TV. Maybe right? a couple months if you really Maybe stretch it. Maybe if you really need to stretch one out, you know, and it, it, it hits well. But I don't think that at any point, again, bring up like a bingo board or like a dart board or whatever. Hey, we're hitting, you know, Sami Zayn and uh, uh, the Bloodline are going to be the big li- biggest, you know, seller, like, you know, one of the biggest t-shirt sellers and like our promo packages. You I know? think they are. And no, they probably have to be. I think, and that's shocking because heels don't sell merch. And not, I mean, Sammy right. is not a heel. No, he's a babyface within a heel faction. Uh, yeah, but it's still, it's absolutely incredible to see what he's been able to accomplish. And it really just goes to show. Yeah, it's. I was the same way. I thought I'm like, man, Sammy and uh, Ko are going to be much better off leaving and right. going to AEW, and they'll have more sort of freedom over their characters, this, that, and the other. But I mean. A, there's no way AEW could have offered them the same amount of money that WWE did. And then to not only, like, take the bigger payday, but then also do the best character work of your career. Yeah. That's really special. That's really cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They could have had some great matches, I'm sure, if they were. Oh, they would have had great matches. Um, But then, again, as... I think, you know, will be what we bring up a little bit yeah, later Yeah, we'll on. talk about it further. Um, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, so it just kind of pushes things, you know, down the line for other people. So, yeah, this has been, like, if I had to say, like, hey, who is the MVP for uh, WWE this year? It's not MVP. It's, <laughs> you know, it's Sami Zayn. Absolutely. Like I feel like he's not only, you know, the WrestleMania match with, you know, Johnny Knoxville and all that, like that build... But then to take, you know, his place in the bloodline, and I think they've definitely lengthened that story longer yeah. because of Sami Zayn himself, yeah. you know, and making it um, successful. Now, maybe they did plan on it going long, you know, this long or whatever. Maybe. Maybe we're not like giving him enough lot, credit. Right. But I feel like there's a lot that was seeds planted along the way. And that, you know, they were just like, this is just growing too good. Like, we got to keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to sort of piggyback off that, the next thing I want to talk about is the incredibly impressive celebrity performances Mm -hmm. that we've had in 2022. It started in the Royal Rumble. We had already gotten a sniff of what Bad Bunny could do in 2021. But Bad Bunny in the Royal Rumble of 2022 absolutely stole the show. And... As soon as Brock Lesnar's music hit at number 30, I found myself sitting in Jorah's basement going, oh my God, I'm rooting for Bad Bunny to right. win the Royal like, Rumble. Please just let me... He was the best... <laughs> He was the best option. He was the most entertaining. He was the best person to root for. He was fantastic. You had Johnny Knoxville absolutely doing an incredible job with Sami Zayn. And, of course, most of that credit goes to Sami Zayn. But it wasn't even Johnny Knoxville. It was the whole... The whole crew. uh, The whole cast. The whole jackass cast. That same uh, WrestleMania, you had Pat McAfee have a killer match right. with uh, Austin Theory and then His have spot the with... spot with McMahon. So, and then if that's not enough, then we get Logan Paul yeah. and he's doing his thing with The Miz and it's good enough, it's fine, it's, it's not bad by any means. And then all of a sudden he's going to be in the main event with Roman Reigns and we go, yeah, 
you know, it's in Saudi. It doesn't really matter. So, okay, whatever. I guess this will be fine. It'll right. be fun. Get those social media Get those social and... media likes and those views and those clicks. But, man, if he did not deliver on a level that nobody expected. And you don't want to be like, yeah, he was actually pretty good. And it's not like, oh, credit. the wrestlers and the wrestling fans don't want to let an outsider in. Yeah. No, I do. I love the fact that so many, you know, as someone who has never been in the the square circle, has never been mm-hmm. in the ring, I appreciate wrestling for that the athletic ability alone, right? The, sure. the guys that get in there, the guys and women that get in there and do it every day, day, day in, day out, take the bumps, take the bruises, you know, get up, do it again, right? Um, then for somebody who is outside of that realm to come in and be like, all right, you, like you had Action Bronson in AEW, and he was yeah. flat out. I'm not taking any bumps. I'm not getting hit. You know, this is how I want to do it, but I'm willing to put the work in. You know, I'm going to train and I'm going to learn this. Yep. Whereas you have other guys like Bad Bunny. You have Knoxville. You have Logan Paul. I'm going to do whatever. You, like, what do you? What do I got to do? What do I got to yep. do to make this sound? How like, do I make this story the best possible? I'm not okay. This is what it takes to do, like. This is enough. I'm going two steps above because they are no. They smart. And I know we've talked on this like throughout 2022. Is these guys realize, hey, if I don't look good while doing this, this is not only just going to be seen on you know USA or TNT or whatever. This is going to be brought up on my phone, and they're going to be like, hey, look at remember when Logan Paul botched it? We beefed it. Remember Snoop? Yeah, remember Snoop? You know, yeah. thank God Snoop's not at the peak or like his height. You know, <laughs> sure, you sure. Remember, like with Logan oh, that Paul. Would, if that was ninety four, that would have crushed. Right, Snoop. that would have sucked. It would be everything that they're talking about. Yeah, thank God, good and, for him. And Logan Paul had that same, and Bad Bunny had that same level of pressure right. that Snoop would have had. Back in the day, fortunately, yeah. Snoop had twenty years after that. You got bad money out here hitting Canadian destroyers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not telling me that somebody's not constantly looking over that in that clip. Like, dude, look at what bad money did. Like, obviously, a the, lot of it's, and he's you the, know. one of the biggest selling artists of the yeah. year, if not the biggest. So, so these yeah, are major talents. That's something that you know, looking through, kind of like trying to put this list together. I don't think any of the lists we looked at really had anything. You know, they had Logan Paul, Roman Reigns. Right. But they didn't have in the encompassing of, like, hey, celebrities in a whole or, like, out, you know, outsiders, you know, of uh, wrestling, they're stepping their game up. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So, and I think that's something that definitely, like you said, gets overlooked. They're doing it better than some of the MMA people that have come in. Yes. Like, yes. that should be kind of, you know, hey, put them on notice. Like, no kidding. Yeah. Like, fucking, uh, what's his name? The big tall guy. Uh uh, starts with a V. I, feel I like. forget, man. Uh, Veer? <laughs> no, God. No. We, I've, I've definitely forgot about Veer. Uh, right? Cain uh, Velasquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Cain like, like, Velasquez should have fucking in. killed it. Right. It was a dud. Yeah. Bad Bunny comes and upstages you. Johnny Knoxville upstages Knoxville, you. Knoxville. Right. Logan Paul Wee upstages Wee you. Man upstages Wee Man you know? upstages you. Wee Man went ham. Yeah, Wee Man God bless him. God bless him. So, from something that surprised us in an incredibly good way, I got to bring the mood down a little mm. bit, and I don't want to save it too far in the end because I want I want you to be able to get past this. Ah, fair enough. And this is this is all on you. This <laughs> is this is going to be Luke's diatribe. Oh shit! Uh, we not again. We can't we can't talk about the important moments of 2022 without talking about CM Punk. Oh. Going absolutely nuclear. The gripe bomb. Oh God, the gripe bomb. Exactly. Uh, it was. It's so sad because it came off 
such a great event and such a great moment. You had a natural build yeah. with MJF and CM Punk part two. Where is this going? What are we doing? Then all of a sudden this media scrum happens. Punk I wake goes up on. in the morning, man, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Go to sleep happy. Wake right. up going, what happened? I just turned it off. It was great. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you're very familiar with it. But on the off chance that you're not, Punk starts attacking, I guess, attacking... He first started going off, because like, he, he asked the uh, one... The reporter. Because him, the reporter in Colcabana had taken improv classes or something, and yeah. I think he may have written about CM Punk or something at one point, or asked a question. Either way, you know, he kind of... You could tell Punk went in there with an idea that he was going to say something or yeah. bring that up at some point, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, because even the reporter say he's like, you're friends with Cole Cabana, right? Like, and the guy's like, I haven't talked with really. him. Yeah, he's like, I haven't talked with him since blah, blah, blah. Right. I was like, he's oh, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, regardless. Right. I'm so gonna, yeah. That already tells me, like, I hate to be like, I don't know, I guess it's like, hey, I'm trying to grow and be as a better person. And somebody to look back and like, I've done that before. Sure. Where I've tried to be that asshole. It's like, you know what? I'm going to say this to this person. Like, I know I'm right. And you call them out and be like, they're like, dude, what are you talking about? I wasn't there that day. Yeah. It's like, well, shit. I'm still mad, you know, like, so I'm, I'm still, still going to say go my anyway. shit, you know, yeah, yeah. my toes are already dug in, so I'm still going to say it. Yeah. You're just like, hmm. Um, I think that's what happened with CM Punk in that regard, but he was like, all right, well, fine, you're not going to get the heat, but I still got to say what I want to say about Paige, and, sure. you know, bing, 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 you know. And he's the type of person that he will, like, it's once his mind is made up on something, he's going to go as hard as he possibly can right. on it. And it sucks, because it, it, like no one was better off for it. Not even talking about punk, but in burying Cole Cabana, in burying Tony Khan, who's burying, sitting next to you. Not yet. By now, yeah. One, by just being disrespectful, by, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to, like, I got a business around, you know, shit yeah. like that. And then cutting him off. And I mean, it's like, dude, that's the guy that signs your checks. Or at least his dad is the guy that, you know, signs your checks. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so that in itself is unprofessional. So you talking about unpro- people being... You know, not being professionals, you know, leaking stuff, blah, blah, blah. You, in your own right, are a hypocrite because you're being unprofessional. You know, you're being rude to the people, you know, your fellow wrestlers. You're being rude to the media. You're being rude to your bunk, you know, all that. You're talking with your damn mouth full. Yeah. I've been with these muffins with this bakery. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like you are the... I, that's why I get so frustrated about it because I try to not be that way. I know I've been guilty of stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So I, if I'm going to hold others to a standard, I need to hold myself to the same. So that's sure. why I'm so hard on myself, you know, at times. Um, and that's why I get frustrated because it's like, dude, I look, you know, I'm gonna say I look up to you or whatever. But it's like, yeah, you're the type. I'll of say it. I like he was like my favorite pro wrestler. Yeah, for sure. It's like you go against the grain. Like you're doing it, you know. And you're like, yeah, sometimes how you do it isn't the right way. Like we're all guilty of that, I think. But it's like you need that person that's going to pipe up and say something, you know, when it's not right. Yeah. But then for you to go and just shit on everything and do it, the, you know, completely and totally unapologetically. Right. Like he had so many chances. Earth, yeah, scorched know. earth. He went scorched earth, and it sucks because he had so many chances and opportunities, even after that interview was over, mm-hmm. to be like, "Look, I was out of line." Damn it! But we've heard nothing. Especially from the him. it's I like I really can't wrap my head around 
like, oh, his gripe with Paige because, like, oh, he said some stuff first, you know, went out into business for himself. I can't really wrap my head around that narrative, and a lot of people have tried to push that on, like, Twitter or Reddit. Um, but as far as, like, hey, there's definitely somebody leaking stuff out, yeah, okay, you could take those shots. But then, like, the whole bringing Colt Kamana, like, his mom, like, the yeah. personal stuff, yeah, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Because, like, okay... Yeah, wrestling, you know, we bring up demons all the time, right? Sure. You know, they had Jericho and uh, uh, CM Punk when it With came the to alcohol, the drinking. And yeah. so, like, your demons are going to get put out there, yeah. you know? It's just part of the business, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but that's within the context of a storyline. Right, and usually and it's agreed everyone's upon. agreed upon. Right, we've exactly. talked about, like, hey, this is this is as far as I'm willing to let you go. Yep. You cross that, then we got a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we know we got to address it, but... Yeah, that know. was totally, like... So there that's was, where um, I was... Yeah, there I was, lost a lot of respect for him because it's like, dude, this why? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a major why. Like you said, it, or it doesn't benefit anybody in that context. It's not even like Cole Cabana is really being used on TV at that point. No, like what what is the end goal of this other than to essentially try to, I guess, humiliate the reporter? But in the end, all right. you're doing is just calling everybody out. And then, of course, the scuffle that happens afterwards yeah. and all that stuff. It just, it really sucks because I felt like I really, AEW is going to be fine. Yeah. Because AEW has, AEW is made for the hardcore wrestling fan. So hardcore wrestling fans are always going to like AEW and they will survive in a world beyond CM Punk. But what CM Punk really was more than anything was a bridge Mm -hmm. to the not hardcore wrestling fan, the casual wrestling fan who knows CM Punk from his time in WWE and was someone that really even I'd say more so than Jericho because Jericho, I would say, is even like a generation beyond. Yes. Punk was that early 2000s people that like when I started getting back into wrestling... Uh, people like Morelli would you myself yeah, that's one of the first people that you gravitate toward so here's this great person that can be this ambassador mm-hmm. and get the quote unquote casual person interested because he's great at telling stories right. he is a great professional wrestler yeah he's just apparently a pretty shitty person and he chose to let the shitty person take he the let spotlight Phil Brooks yes you know outshine CM Punk, Punk, the wrestler. And it sucks. I mean, and that is one thing that is always, st- like, stuck with, you know, Phil Brooks or CM Punk, however you want to address him. Yeah. Is my understanding is he is very, um, he'll hold a grudge. And it's yeah. not, you know, he'll never forgive you more yeah. than anything. You yeah. know, whereas that's one thing, you know, like, trying to talk more about, like, just personal growth or whatever. Or, like, you know, people, you know, not being ashamed to talk about, like, you know, it's one thing to forgive but not forget. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, we I can forgive you for doing it, but if you start running around acting like you've never hurt someone, I will make sure to let you know, oh, hey, no, there was that one time. Don't forget. But I'm not holding a grudge against you for it, but I will keep you, you in know, check. in check of knowing, like, there was a time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I and that's where he falls off and he hurts himself a lot. Absolutely. And I don't know if we're ever going to see him in wrestling again. There's rumblings about him possibly going back to WWE. I personally would be shocked. I would be less shocked if McMahon was still 
at the head of the table. Right. Uh, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But um, because McMahon, to, the one thing I will always say to McMahon's credit is, I will immediately forget what you did yesterday if you can benefit me today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H, I don't necessarily see as that guy. I see him going, you know what? You might be able to benefit me, but I think we'll get along just fine without you. I think he does a lot more cost analysis of like return and investment yeah. of long-term. Yeah. Instead of whereas McMahon would do it up front, like for short term, I know for sure, like this will get the books, you know. And McMahon may even know, he even knew, I don't know who's more cold hearted, you know, if you were to like line them up together, like who's yeah. willing to, but you could see McMahon, all right, we're gonna bring you in, him knowing at the back of his head, we're gonna bring him in, we're gonna make this bank for how many much we're gonna sell these shirts. Three to six months, they're out here. You're out. Place. We're going to bury you're you. Gonna be, you you're know, out. You're going to be buried. You're going to be in catering or whatever until your contract's up. Yep. And then, you know, you can shuffle you out. Yeah. Whereas Triple H, I think he's just like, I'm not going to do that. One, yeah. that's what this is. This I would hope this is his mentality or someone's mentality is, one, we're not going to do that. That's not fair to you because you're going to want to get out there and get your name out there and wrestle and you're going to want to work. And if we're not going to do that just to have you sit back here and, you know, sit in catering sure you know shit on us while in twitter (laughs) like you know hey never have a storyline blah 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 or two it's just it's just not worth it to him to put up the work and then you know like i said like do we keep this person it was just like like you said hey if we ever need you that's always an open door but right now you know we're at capacity yeah we don't need you (laughs) right yeah so it's going to be curious to see where it goes uh, in the future, but it was definitely one of the most uh, insane moments of 2022. Yeah. So it's got to go on the list. Well, because you know, like you said, dude, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is it? Are they? Oh, weird. I was weird debating work? it for months. I yeah, and we still are in a way. You know, in a like, way, in a way. But I feel like if it was, and I wanted it to be a work so bad because yeah. I thought it would have been a brilliant work if it was all a giant ha ha yeah. gotcha. But I feel like if it was a aha, we got you moment, it, it would have been paid off by now. We've anyway. Like, I don't even. Know, I don't know how active CM Punk is on Twitter or like social. I media. have no like, idea. So I don't know if he's really even spoken out about. It. I know he's like done his MMA commentating and he's done a little bit of like a joke here or there. You know, kind of. Oh, since it. he's left. Since, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but it's nothing like significant. So. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, no Let's go back to, to no, on. you're good. Let's go back to positivity. We're going to be positive for a while. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is uh, something that was very cool. Uh, for the first time in 30 years, WWE had a global pay-per-view happen in the UK. It was Clash at the Castle. It technically happened in Wales. It was the first major event uh, to be broadcast to, like I said, a global market since SummerSlam of 92, which happened in London. And just as SummerSlam was highlighted by Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog for the Intercontinental title, which you could very easily say could be match of the year of 1992, Match of the year for 2022, at least for me, was Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title. Once again, a UK guy versus UK guy. Bret Hart was Canadian, but whatever. Uh, still have ties to the UK. And we get that in a, uh, a global setting in the United Kingdom for the Intercontinental title. A title that has been more or less forgotten about. For the last 10 years, now we're finally getting it into a whole new level. It was the match of the night 
bar none. Oh, I yeah. say it was the match of the year for me. And it was very cool to see these two guys and not only see them put on a great match, but honestly, personally, what I loved the most about it was it was very old school. Yeah. Like we have like Seamus and Gunther, Walter, whatever, <laughs> are very old school wrestlers in the sense of they're bigger than you. Yeah. They're stronger than you. They're not going to do flips and crazy athletic aerial stuff. But like if I'm walking in an alley at night and I see Ricochet, Ricochet is probably going to beat me, but I'm not inherently afraid of him. Right. I am terrified of running into Seamus or Gunther in a back alley at yeah. night. And that's really what, to me, like pro wrestling, I like I love the athleticism. I love it's so much more entertaining than it was in the 80s just for in-ring ability. But at, at its core, we want to see these larger-than-life personalities just beat the crap out of each other. And for us to sit in the audience and go, I am so glad I'm not in that ring right now because I would be dead. Yeah. And we got that with these two guys. They put on a hell of a show. They beat the absolute piss out of each other. They left everything out there. And for a pay-per-view that I was going, I was calling it the catastrophe. Yeah, we were going on about, you know. How stupid it was going to be. Why are we even doing this? It doesn't make any sense. And then I watched that match and I go, oh, Oh, that's why we do it. It's definitely one of those, like, again, bring up, like, you know, hey, would you think this would happen in the year 2022? Like, hey, Sheamus is going to have potentially, you know, match of the year. Right. No, I would not. I would be like, dude, all right. Yeah, I'll take those odds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I take that bet. Like, you're yeah. not going to hit that one. And props um, to Seamus, man. Props to Seamus for sure. You know, putting it out there like, hey, I'm not going to be forgotten about. You know, obviously, you know, it's overseas, so he wants to put on a great match and everything. Sure. But it's just one of those... Um, if you look back at the like length of his career, he has definitely put on some solid matches. You oh know? my god, of course. Um, he's been in the running, you know. So then for him to go up against one of the bigger, uh, not only you know physically. physically bigger guys, but just like bigger name, you know, current uh, wrestling is especially know, overseas. Right. He he was a wrestling well, god. Yeah. yeah um. So it's just one of those, and again, for it to be the IC title, you know, it just puts more shine on the belt that I already enjoy, you know. I love that it was for the IC title, that it wasn't just a grudge match. Yeah. You know, because it would have been great just as a grudge match. Yeah, here's your hometown, you know, hometown guys, you know, so you guys are appeased. Like, no, this is literally, like, the two, like, if you're looking at, like, these guys, their stature, their build, you know, their ability, like, these are the two superhumans you're coming to see, right? The two, you know, guys to fight, you know, the... They're selling the tickets. Yeah. So it was definitely one of those hard-hitting, you know, yep. um, you're physically feeling those chops, like, yourself, like, you know, like, you're hanging on, and, like, either one of these guys could win. You Absolutely. Know? And hopefully, ultimately, hopefully, it leads us to seeing more overseas events. Yeah, for sure. That are bigger than just getting a paycheck. Yeah. That are bigger than the one-off Australia show mm-hmm. or the once-a-year Saudi show or whatever it is. This was an event that we really didn't think had much stakes, and it ended up being a very important, very significant event in 2022 yeah one of the best pay-per-views of 2022 yeah it certainly was better than the royal rumble i'd argue that it was better than SummerSlam. i mean roman and cena was great right but, but... I, on the spot right now we haven't talked about this at all what else happened at SummerSlam? honestly gun in my head i can't really remember i can tell you one thing 
Miz and Logan Paul. And that's because yeah. of Logan Paul. Yeah. But that's my point. This thing that we think of as a throwaway had two. You had Roman and Drew, which was great. Right. And then we had Sheamus and Gunter. Who would have thought? And it was incredible. Yeah. Cause... And hopefully we get to see more significant, important events happen globally. Yeah. WWE is in the stretch of trying to, you know, NXT UK is now becoming NXT Europe. There's still talk about it, NXT Australia or NXT Asia. We're still hoping for NXT Mexico, personally. I, and yeah, I would love it. I mean, obviously, I don't know how you brand it, but like NXT Lucha would be my yeah. like, you know, yeah. tag or something. But obviously, you got Lucha, you know, had Lucha Underground and stuff like yes. that. So I don't know, you know, is that kind of treading water or like, you know, uh, turf or whatever. But that would be what I would try to name it. Um, I think we can look back, hopefully, if they continue this truly global expansion as far as doing major events outside of the United States. I think we're going to look back and say the success of this was the reason why they had faith and specifically because of that match. Yeah. I would definitely like to see them do a... It's surprising that they don't do... They, they just, I mean, obviously, money talks, bullshit walks, so I get why they have the Saudi show lined up. Sure. Um, but it was just like, I'm surprised that the money wasn't available to go to, like I said, a UK show or Europe like, hmm. prior. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, or even Tessa Waters, like, can we do a show in Japan or something? So Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see where that goes in the future. Uh, another thing I'm curious to see about where it goes in the future... Uh, Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. I think it's great, not only because they get to use the Ring of Honor library, which right. I think is super important, but you know, Ring of Honor for a long time was the third brand. Like them and Impact were kind of fighting yeah. it out for being that third brand, and I I like it if we are eventually, which I think we are, if we're getting a Ring of Honor show. Whether it's through their streaming service or hopefully not through YouTube because I don't want it to be associated with, like, AEW Dark. Right. Like, it needs to be more important than that. But if they're not going to get, like, a major TV deal or something like that, they have the streaming service, they need to get their own show because, to me, Ring of Honor and the titles and all that stuff being on AEW, to me, are meaningless. Right. What does it mean if you're the Ring of Honor champion if the only place you get to perform is on AEW? Right. Because you know that's kind of what the whole North Atlantic belt or whatever. Mid Atlantic, like, yeah. was supposed to yeah. be like. And it was for a minute. They yeah. were fighting overseas. It was another right. promotion. Or you had an overseas guy come over here. Yeah. And, challenge. Like, and now it's fucking. It was uh, Beretta versus uh, uh, OC, which OC. don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm happy to see that. And, right. You know, but what does that have to do with the title? Yeah, what does that have to do with the brand? That's the way I feel about Ring of Honor. Right. What does the Fatal 4-Way Ring of Honor title, as good of a match as it was, what does that have to do with an AEW pay-per-view? Yeah, why does it, it matter? Why did Chris Jericho need to be the one holding the Ring of Honor belt like just to put a little another feather in his cap? for like? Yeah. I, if it eventually leads to, like I said, a real... Even if it's a one-hour weekly television show. Right. If it leads to something like that, I'm all for it. And by the way, I'm also very, like, this is why I still love Rampage, even though it's fairly insignificant. The one-hour wrestling show is criminally underrated. Yeah. You don't have time for bullshit. No. you got to get shit done. And I like that. Here's my big prediction. And let me know what you think. And we have not talked about this at all. Not to the extreme that it was taken the first time. But I would honestly kind of love 
to see Ring of Honor get their own show, and there's the brand, and yeah, it's AEW people, but they're pretty much fighting exclusively for Ring of Honor. Okay. Claudio is fighting for Ring of Honor. Daniel Garcia is fighting for Ring yeah, of Honor. Yeah. Maybe even bring... Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta. Like some of those. Bring them back. Bring some new people up. Maybe the Briscoes. Things yeah. like that. But you have a true cast of Ring of Honor people that are fighting only on Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. That are not involved with AEW at all. What if we get an invasion angle? I can, I can get down with that. Ring yeah. of Honor taking on AEW. Yeah. Saying we're just as good of you as you, if not better, and you, are you Tony Khan, are keeping us down. There you go. You know what I mean? Tony Khan almost becomes like the Ted Turner. Right. And then you get someone else to be the Eric Bischoff. The GM. Like GM, the actual, but yeah. that's taking on, that's taking Ring of Honor side and do a true invasion angle. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it, yeah, it would definitely... Keep you invested in the Ring of Honor team, you know, the guys that you may not... Uh, it gives you a reason to watch Ring of yeah, Honor. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think we ultimately need, is we've got the show, he's bought He's bought the the rights, which like I said is great for uh, promo packages and everything like that. You get to show all of this footage, right? which in and of itself is great, right. but it's like, what's the end goal? If we get an end goal where they get their own program and it builds some steam, let's say it gets some success and they get... A hundred thousand subscribers to their, you know, for paying five or seven bucks a month or whatever right. it is, doing that. Then eventually, I can see them doing an invasion angle. Now, all of a sudden, me, someone who's not subscribed to the Ring of Honor uh, subscription, subscribe to the subscription, <laughs> subscribe to the platform, is all of a sudden going shit. Maybe I need to because I need to see what's going on over here because now all of a sudden I'm right. intrigued. Because, like, I'm not going to buy the Ring of Honor subscription thing because I don't care enough about their library. You know, the library is one thing, but then, like, their current roster is very, you know, it's not like it was five years ago where I'm looking like, oh, shit. And who is it? And who is it? Who is a, quote-unquote, Ring of Honor person that's not just an AEW person fighting for Ring of Honor? No, you're not wrong. Um, My only thing is, like, it just kind of came to thought is... You can even have instead of the invasion invasion angle of like Ring of Honor invading, you know, coming back for AEW, like hey, you know, we're just as good. It's almost kind of like what NX what WWE is doing with NXT would be is you have the WWE guys come back to NXT, right? Yeah, and then you have the WWE guys push, or you have the NXT push the WWE guys out. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like how else would other you know than Mandy being fired. You know, she's had the belt, and then you've had, you know, uh, you have New Day down there holding the belt. Right. It's like, eventually, there's going to get that pushback. Like, hey, sure. get the fuck out of here. You know, you don't belong. Yep. Um, but you can have... And whoever dethrones them, that's going to make them look great. Right. Whereas you can have it the other way in AEW, whereas, like, you know, yeah, hey, you guys got, you know, your own TV show, but then you just have these couple AEW people that just can't keep fucking with our, the Ring of Honor, like, coming, showing up. Yeah. They're the ones invading Ring of Honor. Okay, like yeah, keep, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. You have your own show, and then yeah. eventually it's we like Ring keep of them Honor, out. they throw them out, and then yeah. they're like, you know what? Let's go attack their place. You know, and then yeah. they go and, you know, I get start invading AEW instead. Yeah. I can get down with that, because that is a thing that I'm noticing with, not to veer off topic, mm. but with uh, 
NXT, like, yeah, it's, you had Mandy Rose, you have New Day currently, uh, Dominic Dijakovic is yeah. now back in, and he's Dijak or whatever Dijak. he is, which it's, he's got this cool, like, steampunk oh kind of look. Donnie Jack. Donnie Jack. D-Jack. Uh, whatever. I, I stand hard for Dijakovic, so I, I can't. I can't say shit about that. Right. But I can see that working on an AEW level, too. Yeah. And there's also, by the way, uh, Sam Roberts, who, like, it's a, I hate to say I'm not the smartest person in the room, but Sam Roberts has a lot of good ideas. His thought is actually, and we'll get to this later, uh, people like um, L.A. Knight, mm-hmm. other people that, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, yeah. that were NXT stars, Never went to... Up. And yeah. then bring them back down, but as that um, as that reason to buy a ticket. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the homegrown talent, yeah, well, we want them to ultimately look good and succeed. If I don't know who they're... I'm still, like, I'm still not buying a ticket to see Braun Breaker. But no. if it's Br- Braun Breaker versus... Tommaso Ciampa or LA Knight so, or something. Now yeah, I'm okay, in. Hey, yeah. Now I'm in. Yeah. And now, okay, show me something. Is Braun Breaker probably going to go over? Yeah. But now yeah. I want to see what he can do. So I can see them doing something like that with AEW and Ring of Honor. But at least now with Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor, A, it's given Ring of Honor a new life because they were shut down. Yeah. They did their last event and they were shut down right. and there was no future plans. Now we have future plans. We have somewhere to go with this. I'm curious to see where it's going to go, but at least the door is open. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. Uh, next event that was significant to 2022, man, we knew it wasn't just going to be a KO show moment, Yeah, yeah. but Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to WrestleMania, having a street fight and not just any street fight, but tearing the house down with Kevin Owens first match in 19 years. And did not disappoint at yeah, all. It was definitely one of those, like, you know, the the kid in me was, you know, like, jumping up and down, you know, like, just uh, had me hooking real, you know, from the moment that glass hits, you know. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Right, Major, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. I'm literally getting goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. Um, so it's really big. It's just one of those, again, like, never would have really thought, like, this far apart, you know, time-wise and everything. Um, and then they'd be like, hey, this if there's going to be one person to do it, this is the guy I want. You yep. know, so that's big on, you know, we've always, always uh, been on Kevin Owens here, but like the fact big that time. he gets that rub, you yep. know, it just... And absolutely, you say you need someone that can carry it if they need to, yeah. which of course Kevin Owens could. Yeah. But we saw throughout that match, like we both, we talked about this before we hit record, like neither of us think this is Stone Cold's last match, which is the only reason that this almost didn't make the list because we're going, well, yeah, it's his big return, but he's probably going to fight again, (laughs) but he's probably going to fight again because of how good he looked, whether it's a rerun with Kevin Owens, which I don't think because Kevin Owens is doing his own thing. There is a couple people that I have in mind. Okay. Based on the fact that they're really not doing much currently and they could greatly benefit from a program like that. Mm-hmm. There's two names in my head. Okay. Um, and they're very much non-Kevin Owens in the fact that they're much more character-based than just straight-up wrestler-based. Two people that I could see having a really good... It doesn't have to necessarily be like a no holds barred type match, but like a violent match. Yeah. With Stone Cold, Karrion Cross. Okay. Finn Balor. Hmm. Two people that I could see putting on a banger. 
By the way, also on this list, I'm putting Sami Zayn. But I have mm. other plans for Sami yeah, yeah, Zayn yeah. for WrestleMania. Uh, Sami Zayn's another one that I think could absolutely just put on a barn burner. But I'm thinking now, like, we've seen what Austin can do. Yeah. And he exceeded all of our expectations. If he's moving forward, I would love to see a little bit more... Because the, the storyline with KO and Austin was KO was making fun of Texas and yeah, Austin so came had to, to the defense. The, yeah. Right. I would like to see much more now of the way I see this going is like Austin saying, I want to come back. Right. I got a taste of it. I can do it. I won. Right. I want to do it again. And now I see someone a little bit darker, a little bit more evil, a little bit more of that sort of de- demonic, not only do I want to beat you, I want to end you Okay. thing going. And given people that are already wrapped up in storylines, I don't see someone like Bray Wyatt no. doing that or something like that. But I, I, to me, it needs to be someone with an edge because Austin has such an edge, but he's got the baby face edge. Yeah. So who gets the heel edge? And I've said it four times, but it can't be edge. <sighs> so who, which would be amazing. Right. But what else do we get? And I really see a, a character wrestler like Karrion Cross or like Finn Balor sort of, Taking that on and doing that. I think that'd be a lot of fun, personally. Finn, Finn would be interesting. I could see him more than Carrion just sure. because I think he would mesh more with... Uh, and I think if it's Austin versus Carrion, it's obviously Austin's going over. Yeah. Whereas if it's Austin versus Finn, you go, there could be a could good see, reason to put Finn over. Especially, you know, with Judgment Day, does that, you know, do they... Get involved, whereas, like, you know, this is one of those where you can actually let Stone Cold, like, it doesn't sure. have to just be 1v1, you know, you can have yep. some interference. And Plus, also, how great of a stunner would Rhea Ripley take? That would be really cool. Like, <laughs> to, yeah, go see her to try and put, like, she picks, you know, she picks Stone Cold. Oh, up she picks him right up. Right, but then he, you know, he, yeah. Little elbow to the side. Gives boom, it to her, yeah. No, that'd be really good because then that's the way you can also try and get Ray in there because he could try and come in on and make a save. Yeah. You know? So you got the legend and legend. legend. Right. So you get that respect. Um, I can definitely see that. And nothing against Karen. It's just more, I if out of those two, I see realistically it would be Finn. Sure. One, because he's got the uh, body of work for it and yeah. everything. But then also just storyline, I think it'd be easier to make something in these, you know, let's say, uh, was it seven weeks or whatever to Mania or eight, you know, to Mania? From no. now? No, we I'm got sorry, more than now. We've, uh, from now, we've got yeah. three. But I don't see Austin coming until after, after Royal Rumble, Rumble anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah so, you're talking about eight weeks. Yeah. Eight to ten between so, Rumble and Mania. Yeah, there'd be a time that you could have carrying cross, but it's just, I think you're, it would be like fan or someone more well known. Um, yeah, yeah. For that one, I like I said, and I only bring up Cross because a he's not really he's kind of right, got a storyline with Rey Mysterio right now, but like I see him as being like an open talent, and again, it's yeah. I'm really looking at more of I'm seeing like a, a, a darker character. Yeah, and there's not a ton of darker characters in WWE right now that aren't already doing Engage, something. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only reason why I bring him up. But I agree with you. I think. I would love, I'd love to see Austin versus Sammy, but again, I think Sammy's doing his own thing at uh, Mania, whether it's him facing Kevin Owens or it's him and Kevin Owens facing the Usos, yeah, that wherever that goes. Uh, but I see that being its own thing. Uh, let's go back to the women for a little bit. Uh, there were some major storyline, not storylines, real life stuff yeah. going on with females. 
uh, earlier in the year, uh, this was the big moment. This was, I believe, still when Vince was in control. We had Sasha and Naomi straight up walk out. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces up. A-Town down. <laughs> They're out of here. They leave. Sasha is just now coming back as Mercedes, whatever her real name like, is. Yeah, uh, Martin, or not Mercedes. Not Mercedes Martinez. That's uh, someone different. Yeah. Uh, but Sasha Banks, as yeah. we know her, coming back. She's going to be actually in an event uh, this upcoming week for New Japan. Very exciting to well, see what happens it's, with it's, that. Is she going to be? There's a lot of speculation. I have even read that like she might just make like a Titan Titan appearance. Kind of oh, like really? Like I did for. Um, but, th- but this is Wrestle Kingdom, right? This is Kingdom. She's got to be and, in and the I know ring she's for there. Wrestle she's Kingdom. there. So it's like, you know, my understanding is she's in Japan, you know, from what people have said. So it's like, I would have to imagine she makes it, if she, if she doesn't wrestle, she'll definitely at least, you know, appear on stage or like, you know, yeah, oh, she'll, uh, she'll be involved in some way, but something. I think she's got to be in the ring. Yeah. So it's I'd just, like to see her take on, I, and I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher her name, but, uh, uh, Shio, Shio, she, the one who is just the number yeah. one for the PWI. Yep. Uh, 150 for the females. I would love to see something like that going on. I mean, she probably already has something going. But it's interesting because it's they left together. Right. But they're not like a team. It's like, like you they, and I, you know, uh, ride or die. You know, Yeah, like, there's no ride or die. Go, like, yeah, so it would be interesting to see. Like, that's one thing we kind of talked about um, prior is, especially if Sasha shows up at... Wrestle Kingdom, you know, in whatever capacity, because it's also a two night event, but it's spread right. out. So she can only she can even show up the first night, like, hey, I want a match, you know, go do something two else, weeks, you know, and then like two come weeks back later, for yeah. Russell for the night too. You're right, yeah, because you're right, because they don't do it back to back nights, which um, I always forget about. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised then, you know, hey, come Royal Rumble, Naomi's a surprise entrant, you know. Um, cause I don't I can see, see her showing up. I don't see Naomi following suit and going to new Japan. Like, Hey, no. we're a package deal. You know, they, I think they would have come out together mm-hmm. if they were going to do that. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's right. It makes so much more sense, especially for Naomi. Cause, uh, she's married to Jimmy. Jimmy's mm-hmm. there. That makes just too much sense. I like her coming back for the rumble. I don't see her winning the rumble. No, no. But coming back as a big surprise entrance, I really like. And before Friday, I would have been more skeptical because I thought Charlotte was going to come back for the Rumble. Yeah, right. She came back beforehand. Uh, so now you still have this open spot for like a big, oh my God, return moment. Right. And since Bailey's already back, since Becky's already back, since now Charlotte's already back, you got a perfect spot for Naomi to come right. in and be that surprise, oh my God moment. Uh, I'm curious about it. It was definitely a shock when they left, though, because it was one of those. Um, and by the way, shame on me for buying in to WWE's narrative. Yeah. Because if you listen to what WWE said, they left like mid-show. Right. And they were said, ready we're to go not going like, to go. Yeah. yeah. And as it turns out, they left like early that day and they said, we're not going to come on. And WWE chose... To not announce that before the show, yeah. say they're going to be there, and then unfortunately have Michael Cole make that super awkward very... comment. And you could tell Cole didn't even want to make that statement. Yeah, I mean, you had uh, uh, McAfee sitting next to him, kind of like so awkward. Yeah, so just, awkward. You're watching your buddy break up yeah. with his girlfriend, and he's the one that like 
it's like, dude, you're you're in the wrong. You're the wrong. Like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, not gonna call you out because you're my boy, and you're already too far deep too. So it kind of <laughs> be like you're not gonna listen to me. But it's right. also one of those like, you cheated on her. Why are you breaking up with her? Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly the vibe what? that it was. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. the vibe. So that because when it happened, that was my thing. I go, my only issue with it was they did the people that were tuning in that night and the fans that bought tickets a disservice yeah. because they left at a moment's notice. No, they didn't. No, yeah, you They knew. left well before that. You could have said, hey, they're not going to be there. You're not going to do that. You right. chose to not do that so you could make them look like the bad guys. Yeah, because whoever gets their lead out there first yeah. is, you know, buries a narrative of like, hey, you know. I mean, it's so corporate. It's yeah. so fucking corporate. And it's I know, cheesy. I know we're like, chastising WWE for being yeah. corporate, which is the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing in the world. But it it it's still, though, the way everything went down, it was such a shock. But I really do think that long-term, we're going to look back on this and be like, that was an incredibly important moment as far as wrestling talent yeah. taking control over what they want to do and not being, not allowing themselves to be dictated mm-hmm by what corporate uh, yep. had planned for them. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that's one of those that definitely backfired on WWE. They thought, okay, we'll get out there. We'll put our, you know, what yeah. our version of it is. And, and, they, and, and they did look like they were in the right for the first, what, 48, right. 72 hours? Something like that, yeah. And then it comes in and it's like, it also shows like they didn't have to do it that no, way. No, you know? not and that way at all. It shows at times when... They were you, petty. They're very petty. And it also shows that, you know, when if you are the bigger person, and hey, CM Punk, if you're listening, maybe you can learn this too. <laughs> if you are, you know, you know you're the, in the right, or you know that, you know, you didn't slight someone, it's almost better to not say anything. And yep. just let them keep, yep. you know, digging. And, then and that's when, what they did, because we didn't hear shit from them. Right. And then you're going to put the proof off, like, no, this is what happened. And then all that shit that they said, no, they have to work it back. They have to defend themselves. They have to be like, well, all right, yeah, this was, all right, I did kind of say this, or this yep. got taken out of context, yep. you know. And they but, can't do any whatabouts. Right. Well, what about what she said? Well, what are, they can't deflect but at all. WWE said, no, here, we'll go one lower than you. Yep. And we'll say, you know, yeah, like, hey, it, it is it does kind of look bad. Like, hey, yeah, okay, you don't like it, so you're going to walk out. Yep. But then for them to turn around and be like, well, yeah, they walked out, so then now we're going to schmear them, it just like, well, you had them. You won. You had You already them, won. But then you just had to go and, like, you know, rub their face in it because you didn't like how it was done. How dare you slight us? And it made them look it worse. It makes you look worse. Absolutely. And anyone that was before that that was going, well, shame on Sasha. Right. Shame on Naomi. Yeah. Now we're not talking about that. Now we're talking about what the hell was WWE yeah, doing? Why, why did they have to that? take that extra yeah. dig? You literally could have said nothing and you would have looked better. Right. But you chose to go that way. So it was very interesting and I think, like I said, it's we're going to look back on this as... I think everybody learned from this. Mm-hmm. I think WWE learned from it. I think that as far as, like, look, we got to not try to manipulate a situation. We just yeah. got to let a situation play out. And then the talent also learned from it where they said... We are not beholden to them. Yeah. We can do this. Right. It, is it going to hurt our pocketbook short term? Almost certainly. But it's not going to kill our career. Right. It's not where we're blacklisted because nope. of it. Like, and, you know, and again, if that happens in 2008. Yeah, you never you, hear about them again. Ever. 
Ever. That's WWE is like, hey, come on back. Yep. You know? But now we have AEW. Now we have Stardom and Wrestle right. Kingdom and New Japan you that have are social thriving. Media. You have as social long as media. You're established before that, you know, then you will not be forgotten about. You get you to, con- I, hate to, I hate to use this phrase, but you oh. get to control your own yeah. narrative. No respect to EC3 because I have none. But that was a major, major event that happened. Yeah. Uh, as far as females go, the other major event that happened very recently, the most recent story on this list, Mandy Rose gets let go uh, from NXT. She was the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. I would argue she was the most significant person on NXT, even over yeah. Braun Breaker, because she was the only major success that NXT had that had legit WWE main roster ties. Right. She gets let go because she does her. It's not only fans, but it's a fansly or they, they, it's a spinoff. There's usually a multi. You know, like they'll have two or three. Yeah, you know. But you know, she was she before she was posting bikini photos, and then she was posting bikini photos without her top on. And WWE said that's not cool. We're gonna let you go. I don't fault. WWE for it, no. but I think WWE very quickly learned that it it didn't hurt Mandy Rose in the way that they thought it was going to. I think, to. again, it's another one of those they learn, like, oh, we're not bigger than, you know, someone we had under contract. They're was. not bigger than the internet. No, not at all. And sex sells. Sex is always sold. You know, it's one of the and oldest And they know that. And they know that. They've dabbled in it themselves. Um, She's on the cover of Maxim on an on a uh, issue mm-hmm. that talks about the orgasm gap. <laughs> if you're cool with Mandy Rose posing on her knees, legs spread in a very scantily clad bikini on the cover of an issue that talks about the orgasm gap for men and women, you're now really going to say, well, you, you, you can't showing your that. boobs yeah. is against our values. Right. Come on. Yeah, it's it's odd, especially you know, it's when it's on their terms. When they allow it, you know, it's okay. Like, hey, we're gonna have our girls in Playboy. We're gonna do you know these different bits. You know, yeah, bra and panty matches, blah blah blah. Oh and you get you got different time. You got different sponsors these days and all that. Sure, you know, image. But it's like it's weird that it was obviously you can tell that they had made that decision prior. You're like, okay, hey. You know, you're going to lose the belt tonight. I guess it was a sudden thing. But, like, yeah. you couldn't tell me that, like, they hadn't been monitoring it. Sure. And but I also think, I and here's where it's so weird to me, is I think also, I hope I'm not butchering it, Roxy, Roxy, I think she's Roxanne Perez Okay. now. But Roxy, I think she was being built because she was the winner of the, yeah. uh, 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 the Shawn Michaels... Penalty box challenge. Penalty. Let's call it the penalty box <laughs> challenge because that's a more accurate title. She was the winner of that. I think she was destined to take Mandy Rose's title anyway. Right. So I don't think the long term booking plans changed all that right. much, and maybe that was what WWE looked at and said, "Like, look, we'll we'll just pull the trigger on this because it's not fucking up long term plans right. anyway." But it was interesting the way it all went down. Like, and, hey, you lose it. Okay, next day, fired. You know, it's right. like... Right. All right, that had to come down from someone. You yep. know, like, right away. Yep. Like, and I'm curious, and maybe we'll never know, but I'm curious if that was something that, like, 
did they have conversations about this and she just both sides just refused to back down or was this like a gut reaction from corporate saying like we don't want her to do this and we're just going to let her go and not even give her the chance to exit gracefully i don't know i don't know because you know from reading about like there are there were i don't know if there still are like there were other wwe women that had you know Content out there, you know, yeah, pertinent, like pushing the limits, the like scantily you know, clad, yeah. But it's like if they're still active, then it's kind of hypocrite because it's like, all right, then now you're saying, well, as long as you blur these lines, it's okay for you to. You and know, why sauce, do like, you get to make that choice? Right, like I, it's and, one and of I those... get because you're gonna say, well, we're signing your paycheck, but yeah, that's cool. But as we've learned, Mandy Rose in the first what ten days of being fired from WWE got 500,000 right. in subscribers. And is that money going to stay and be constant? No. Lucrative, like every, yeah. No, no but it doesn't matter. Get the bag while you can. And then you and keep, she you got know, that yeah. bag. She got that bag. And I mean, what did WWE get in return? Nothing. nothing. You can't tell me, like, she's not going to further, you know, uh, her career, whether it's like, modeling for fitness sure. magazines sure. or you know anything of that nature you and know, don't so tell me to... and don't tell me they're not going to take her back in six months right you know what i mean yeah, like, like it's not what did they gain from this no it'll be rather hypocritical again when she's you know like you said uh maybe not in a few months but next year's royal rumble sure or something sure you know yeah no uh, it's great. It it's it was a wild story. It was definitely It's definitely one of those bizarre. like holy shit, I didn't think the roller I thought the roller coaster stopped. I thought yep. we you know, I thought we did the last loop, I thought we pulled into the station, and it's kinda like one of those psych, here we go, we got one more, <laughs> you know. One more last swerve for you. Uh that you like that was definitely the most recent swerve, but I do wanna end this with what I would say is definitely the biggest swerve yeah. of twenty twenty two, something that the one constant in the world of professional wrestling since 1983 <laughs> is WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it, there's one person where the buck stops, and that's Vince McMahon. No more. Because right. in the summer, July of 2022, Vince McMahon, amongst a whirlwind of controversy and scandal and lawsuits and payoffs and all this stuff, steps down as the leader, as the CEO, as creative control of WWE, eventually that creative control gets taken over by Triple H. And how different the world has been since then. It's wild. Like I, you, I would have had to hear it. Like he died in Gorilla. Yes, and that's the only reason why yes. he's no longer, you yep. know, calling the shots. Or he's like, it was one of those. You're gonna pry this from my cold dead hands. Yep. And that's why we talked about a year last summer, summer of 2021. Everyone was like, is WWE going to sell? And I said, there's <laughs> no way WWE is going to sell because there's no way Vince McMahon is going to let go of control. Question. Yeah. Do you think a lot of that talk was just kicked up because that story had started being written? Like, you know, maybe there was some going arounds like, oh shit, maybe. Possibly. Maybe possibly. Because where did they, because I mean, obviously they came back from numbers, from getting rid of wrestlers and all that shit, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, or... which ultimately, but here's why I'm going to say no. Okay. Because, yeah, they're talking about, oh, they're clearing cap space, they're doing all this stuff, they're letting people go, but they've, they've made record profits, right. blah, blah, blah. But never during that time 
did even a rumor come out right. that they were doing all of this because of shit Vince McMahon was having to pay off and hide and do whatever. So I don't even think, and this is why I give no credence to people like Wade Keller and uh, Mike Johnson and Dave Meltzer. Oh, All that right. stuff is in... none of this was reported. Right. This blindsided all of us. It was like within a week, oh, Vince McMahon is yeah. p- was paying off women and now he's gone. If that was the underlying reason for all of this, why wasn't that reported a year ago? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was just one of those, like, they, because they, whoever was doing the work was keeping it so hush hush that it didn't get blown up. You sure. Because, sure. You would, I, and maybe that's what happened. Right. You want to keep that under wraps because, like I said, somebody gets wind of it. It's like, oh, shit, we got to stomp this out. You sure. Know? But I think it was more, I think it was a lot of, ju- I think all of those rumors about them selling mm-hmm. was people jumping to conclusions because they had half the facts. Yeah. They only had the facts of, oh, they're clearing up all this cap space. They didn't know why. Because right. if any of them knew why, that would have been front page should have been, yeah. news. That should have come out two years ago, right. or one year ago, or six months ago, before it actually happened. It didn't, because to me it goes back to the fact that dirt sheet writers, these quote-unquote so-called journalists, hmm. only know what the insiders right. of WWE allow them to know. Right. That was the hottest story of the year, and none of us knew it until right before he was let go. Right before the Wall Street Journal. Right before, I'm sorry, credible news sources hmm. broke the real story. Right. So as far as the whole, are they going to sell, blah, 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 I think that was all, I think it was an inverted people making assumptions based on facts that they were then told later. Okay. They were told, oh, they're clearing all this cap space, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, they must be getting ready to sell. Right. Instead of, they're getting ready to sell, here's the proof, they're getting rid of everybody. It was people making assumptions incorrectly based on the evidence that they had. Right. Like, what's in front of them. Yep. Yep. And they read it wrong. They read it half right, but they read it wrong. And by the way, also, now we're still... A year and a half later, no one's talking about WWE being sold. No, you're no. Right. Like, that's not even a topic. Anymore. It's not even a topic. And Nick Khan is still in play. Triple yeah. H is still in play. Most of the main players are still in play. Why are we not talking about it anymore? Because it was an assumption. It was a guess that people latched onto that was a hundred percent dead wrong. Yeah. And I, again, I don't, I don't claim to be an insider. But I said it a year and a half ago. Go back to Closet Champion. <laughs> summer 2021. I said, hell no, they're not selling. Right. And they're not selling. Vince McMahon stepped down, but no one predicted that. No. No one predicted McMahon stepping down. They predicted him selling. Right. If he was selling, he was sold by now. Yeah, that's true. That's why I like uh, Cage Side uh, Seats compared to like a lot of the other websites because they will do, you know, every day or almost every day they do I like cage side yeah they do a rumor roundup yeah and then it's like quarterly or every few months they'll do like they look back on it they look back on it to see okay hey what was like you said what was fluff what was actually like this hit this was bull you know so it's there's credence to like okay hey this we do live off of what we hear 
right? It's sure. not always fact. It's, you know, other than the way what we're or going off of what we saw, you know, or you have seen. Yeah. But then, like, the whole rumors thing is, like, this is rumors. Yeah. You know, and, like, they throw it at you. Like, this is all rumors. It could be all fluff. But then the fact that you go back and look back at, hey, yeah, this was BS and this was, like, it at least gives you some, you know, respect in the guard that, like, you know that, you're just pulling shit out of thin air. Totally. You know? And that's why I respect Cage Side more than a lot of other places, even, like I said, more than Wade Keller, mm-hmm. more than Dave Meltzer, is they'll get it wrong and then they'll try to make excuses as to why they got it wrong. Right. We're not really wrong. Well, my source said they changed it Something up at the last changed. minute. Something yeah. I fucking hate that. Fuck you. Oh, it changed at the last minute. It changed at the last minute meant you were dead wrong from the get-go. Because if you were right, it would have followed through. And Cage Side, to their credit, will say, this is the rumor, this is what we were told, this is what we believe. We're going to look back on it three months from now and say... That was totally right, here's wrong. Here's three links wrong through this blurb, like showing back to like the, what we talked about, you know, that yep. makes us lead to this rumor, you know. So it's like whoever decided that, like how like that was going to be part of their system. Yep. Shout out to those guys. Absolutely. Like said, and nothing against Wrestling Inc. Like I said, nothing yeah. against uh, PWI or anything that anybody else has. Wrestle Zone. Or Wrestle Zone. But Cage Side Seats has my respect because they are the only place that I know of that is very forthright in saying we were wrong. Right, right. Like, here are the percentages of, like, the times we got it right, which is rather low. Here's the, you know, the wrong. And, like, so it's, like, at least somebody's doing that, you know. Yep. Like, uh, uh, statistic. Like, yeah, and I think everybody was wrong with Big Man and the whole yeah, selling. Yeah, No one saw this coming before it happened. The To me, it was all, like, writing on the wall, of, like, liquidating and, like, you know, yeah. securing assets and, like, you know. It was so. there. It was yeah. there. The but... fact that you got rid of Bray Wyatt when you, like, big, no, you know, big, big names, you know, like, you weren't just cutting, you know, cutting uh, your losses, like, you know, small, bad contracts. Like, hey, this guy's making a million or so, you know, like, yep. this... So, hey. It's, and, and now we all see why. And it right. was crazy. And now he's down. Triple H is in. I think it's for the better. Oh, yeah. There's talk of him wanting to come back. McMahon, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to continue on this path. And I think all of pro wrestling is going to be better for it. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. So those were the 10 biggest stories of 2022. Let's real quickly now talk about the present. We're not talking about even the near past. We're talking about the current. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. The world of professional wrestling, like I said, we had plenty to be cold about. Not so much to be hot about, but we're going to stay balanced. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say what I'm hot on for WWE, and that is the Queen. Woo! (laughs) Charlotte Flair returns. She beats Ronda Rousey. Uh, Under most circumstances, I would hate a title change happening this way. But given that it's Ronda losing it and Charlotte gaining it, I'm all for it. Right. She's a far better heel than she is a babyface. But SmackDown women's roster needs a great babyface. Liv is landing in the world of in-between. We need a true, pure babyface for SmackDown. That appears to be Charlotte. She came back. She beat Ronda. I think it's great. I think we're going to see this be run back at the Royal Rumble and even probably back at WrestleMania again. Okay. I'm for it. I'm fine with it. Again, like I said, I am I think Charlotte is definitely better as a heel than a face. But given the lack of depth 
that the women's roster overall has, but specifically the SmackDown women's roster has, I think this is a good thing. I think we're also leaning toward eventually getting Ronda versus Shayna, and I don't think we need the title for that. So I'm excited to see Charlotte return. I'm very happy for it. It's great for her to be back, be champ immediately. I don't see any immediate negative to this. The only possible negative that I see is if we don't get a legitimate threat to her soon. That would be that's the biggest thing because then it's just like, all right, it's Charlotte and everybody, and everybody else. else. You know. And you got Ronda right away. <coughs> but unless they play hot potato with it, you're gonna get Ronda out of the picture pretty quick. Right. And then where do we go from there? That is a good question because I don't know. I would have to look like you know compare the rosters of like who is available you know to step up next. Sure. Um, I mean it's definitely big that she's back and I'm you know it is interesting. I was like okay hey, you know she's going to challenge for it right away. It doesn't surprise me um, you know that she won or anything, but it was like all right on SmackDown on a Friday you know before the college playoff you know, like just yeah. all this stuff like don't. It can't imagine the numbers, you know, like the the eyes. They already that. have the numbers for Cena. Yeah, yeah, they you're not wrong. Yeah, so they why didn't. Not? They, Makes sense. Makes but sense. no, but I'm saying like it's not like it. People are talking about it, but people were already tuning. They in. were turning. Yeah, don't. I, that's shame on me for getting. You know, obviously people were just tuning in for Cena. Um, now, were you? Would I say that I thought she was going to come back? On SmackDown, no. no. I thought it, you know. She I thought was it was gonna be Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. yeah, Rumble. Um, but it also makes sense because now you know it gets me something to the road to uh, Royal Rumble. That one little thing. Um, but yeah, who's uh, as Goldberg would say, who's next? You yeah, know, who steps yeah. in line after Ronda? And we got to see. I mean, you, there's a lot of untapped potential in Raquel Rodriguez, but right. she's currently a face. Charlotte's currently a face. We'll see where it's going. But uh, and I don't want to spend too much time on it. No, no, so no. speaking of, we thought Charlotte would maybe return at the Rumble. I'll tell you one thing that I'm dead cold on for WWE is the lack of confirmed entrance mm. for the Royal Rumble. We have a huge gap in time between the Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. And almost immediately after Survivor Series, Kofi Kingston says, hey, I'm going to be the first entrant in the Royal Rumble. And I thought, great. This is fantastic. Now we're going to see a slew of people, men and women, confirm that they're going to be in the Rumble. Here's the reason we should care about them winning the Rumble. Kofi's got a built-in storyline. He has amazing moments every year, but he never wins. There's your storyline. But I thought we would get people like Karrion Cross, possibly like Bray Wyatt, people like L.A. Knight, every end of the spectrum, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, everybody coming in saying, I'm going to declare for the Rumble. Seth Rollins saying, I'm going to declare for the Rumble too, and here's why I deserve to win. We have wasted <laughs> half of that time. We've wasted the end of November through the end of December with nothing being done on either the men or the women's side. And now we've got four weeks to, I guess, hopefully build up a bunch of storylines and maybe we can still do it. But it doesn't make sense to me when we have no major event happening in between the two Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Right. Why have we not spent this entire time starting to build up people like Asuka, Alexa Bliss, like I said, Karrion Cross. 
other fucking uh, Xavier Raquel, Woods, Raquel, yeah, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. All these people. This is time you should be building up Emma. You just brought her back. Emma. Right? What an like, underdog story she could be. Right. Why are we not even getting Hey, any... I've been here before. This is my time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've learned from my past. Yeah. You can tell so many mini stories. Shit, Sonya Deville. Like, all this, like all these. like. <laughs> There's so many people that could be given storylines. So when we get to the Royal Rumble, now all of a sudden I'm not going, well, there's two, maybe three potential winners. Right. Now I'm going, there's ten potential winners. To this day, you will be hard-pressed to find anybody to say that the best Royal Rumble of all time was in 1992. And it wasn't because Ric Flair went essentially wire to wire. Right. It's because the title was on the line. You had six or more. You had Hogan, former champions. You had Hogan... Undertaker, Slaughter, Savage. You had at least four former world champions. Right. You had Roddy Piper, who just won the Intercontinental title the same night. You had Jake the Snake Roberts, who was at the absolute height of his character arc with Randy Savage. You had Sid Justice, the brand new power person coming in. You had Ric Flair claiming to be the real world champion. You had all these people who had stories to say you had a brand new hottest heel in the company, Shawn Michaels, just turned heel, uh, yeah. making his first major moment. You had British Bulldog, who was coming off of a return. He had left from WCW back. He had just come off of a, a, a Battle Royal win in London. You had like 10 of 30 people going into this Rumble with a legitimate chance to win. If ever there was a chance to recreate that level of anticipation it was now because you don't have a december event you don't have a january 1st event so we've got eight ten weeks to develop all of these storylines and what do we have kofi kingston who's now the nxt champion saying i'm gonna tag be in champ, yeah tag champion saying i'm gonna be in it right he's the first to announce which is like okay Cool, but we, that should be the starting point of like we when, should have we should have eight storylines right that already. Sh- that should be the starting point of you know Road to Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. Like whoever declares first, like that's like this is Royal Rumble season. Yeah. So now we're building up our Royal Rumble and WrestleMania storylines. But yeah. it's like we are just now kind of even rounding out who may be imminent. Yeah. You know? so we're still like, guessing. Right. <laughs> it's like eighties, nineties. Early 2000s, I would get vignettes where, you know, hey, we're with this person. Are you announcing why are you going to win it? You know, um, drawing the numbers. like Yeah, number like, drawing. None of it. None of it. Because all we have is one person who's announced that he's even going into the Rumble. Like, I just don't understand. Like, we've gotten good storylines. I'm not knocking WWE for good storylines. Right. But there's all these other people that are essentially doing nothing that could be making their claim for why you should care about them being in the Rumble. Whether they're underdogs, whether they're favorites. Why is Drew McIntyre just kind of helping Sheamus? I don't know, man. 
it's in like, whatever he's doing. Why why are we not seeing Drew McIntyre saying, this is my year? Right. 2020 was my year. I capitalized on it. No one got to see it. I got buried. I got pushed to the side. I got pushed to the bottom. I'm building my way back up, and I'm not going to be denied again. I took out the biggest threat in Royal Rumble history, Brock Lesnar 2020. I won it then. I'm going to win it now. Right. That is a story that writes itself. You could do the same thing as much as I'm not big on it. This whole push or not push or this whole repackaging of Lacey Evans. Yeah. Why hasn't it been the focus of like, hey, I'm changing. I'm going to show you and I am going to prove to you at the Royal Rumble yep. when I win it. Yep. Boom. Like that gets you to at least sell someone who most people don't care about. But like, all right, well, she's working towards something. Yeah. What you have now or what you had been doing. And is when just... she comes in at 21, <coughs> you go, maybe she will right. win Right. Like, oh, shit. You know, she's got a chance. Have her come in, clear out a couple people, yeah. you know, and it's just like. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. It, it seems like you should have already kind of had some of this idea of, like, it's Royal Rumble season, so as everyone start you know, getting your stuff to... I, it's really weird how they do it. It's bizarre. It sucks. And it's I don't want to dwell on it too yeah, no, long, no. Yeah. Uh, We'll stay with WWE... Um, you've got a hot and cold for WWE. Yeah, I mean, Tell they're me both storyline-based, you know, yeah. shocker. Um, but <laughs> no, what WWE does. So we'll start off cold, that way we'll, you know... End we'll end hot. hot. Yeah. Yep. Um, so really, it's... I'm cold and disappointed and just tired of, at this point, the whole Bray Wyatt, um, Uncle Howdy, yeah. you know, is, is a very slow burn. And it's too slow. It's too slow. Pilot and, lights out. Yeah, it's one of those, we got to go restart the, you know, get down there with the match or the, you know, long lighter or whatever, um, <laughs> get the heat going again. It's just, I, I'm, I enjoy a good horror, like psychological, you know, fuck with your mind type story, sure. but it's got to have a pace to it. Yeah. And this one has... It can't be a two hour pace where nothing happens for the first hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And that's where I feel we're at. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, you had me hook, line, and sinker when it came to the, you know, uh, follow the white rabbit and like yeah. all this. You know, I was on board. Yeah. You know, me and Mike Denage, you know, um, sorry, we couldn't have him. You know, like. It was so close. We almost know, had him on the show. It's Next the time. Holidays. Next time. Holidays, people are busy. Um, we need his opinion on this. For sure. But you were talking about, like, yeah, with even like the foreplay. Yeah. Like, it was great <laughs> foreplay. Right. It was just, uh, it was just one of those, like, um, it's like you, you know, you get me there. Like, hey, we want you to watch this show. You know, like you knew it was Bray, of right? course. You know, but at the same yeah, time, yeah, we all knew, but um, we were still excited to tune in and see it. Yeah, and we got this great Extreme Rules happened. He comes out at the end. We're thrilled, right? But that's mid October. Yeah, we're now we're now into January. Right, the guys wrestled maybe a man. Like, no, I well, I thought he did. Like it was a Madison Square Garden thing or whatever. Did he? Like, I think I, I thought so. I like don't a, even think he's wrestled a match. Right, I know he's had a couple uh, run-ins with LA Knight, but yeah, this whole thing. Well, yeah, he's had run-ins. He's had promos and stuff. Yeah, it's just like this whole thing, like you say, like with. Uh, it feels like foreplay. Like, here, I want to get you there. You know, like, the foreplay has been better than the sex itself. Absolutely. You know, where it's just like, hey, that was really cool. What happened? Though? You know, like... So, Bray Wyatt has been fighting on the holiday tour. Okay. He's been he's been beating Jinder Mahal. Uh, but the last match on television that he's had 
was the match against Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Oh, shit. So okay. he hasn't had shit since then. Yeah, so it's He's just like... He beat Jinder we... Mahal four times yeah. on the live, on the live uh, circuit. Right. He got me all riled up, and now I'm just waiting, like... Right. What's going right. on, man? Like, I don't know. It's very lackluster. Um, I feel like we've gotten three weeks of story in 12 weeks of time. Yeah. That's not... It's not good. No, no like, it's I, not. I, I, and it's... I, I feel like they've even got the haven't gotten the response that they wanted they wanted you know people obviously be invested in bray um i feel like we're actually more invested in la Knight at this point yeah you know like his care i am you're right like i think he's one he's too care is too charismatic to be broken you know or like be thrown off by the whole bray thing sure but then also it's one of those i think it's gonna they've had to kind of call the audible like oh shit we do realize that you know they're more into la Knight. you know like we are with you. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is yeah, going on? You know? Absolutely. Um, so you will probably see this be a bigger build for LA Knight in the long run at first than it will be for Bray. And I won't hate that, no, but like, there's no. no way they went into it with Thinking that, that being the... Exactly. Right. Exactly. So yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, so yeah, I agree with you. I'm very cold on that. Uh, what is WWE doing that you are very hot on? So I'm really enjoying the uh, bloodline feud. Yeah, uh, feud uh, rather. It's now that we've you know added Kevin Owens into the wrinkle. Obviously, you know uh, SmackDown they had John Cena. Sure. Um, but you have Kevin Owens, you know, pinning Sami Zayn. So it's like, all right, is this the start of the wrinkle of like, hey, Sami, you know, you lost. You know, it wasn't really your fault, but you did. You know, like. Is this what we've been talking about for months now, that finally that slow descent of, you know, are we breaking up the bloodline? Are we breaking up just Sammy from the bloodline? You know, this is what I'm here for. Like, They've done a great job in continuing to make us wonder what direction they're going in. Yeah. And it, it hasn't gotten stale anytime it feels like it's starting to get stale. A new wrinkle gets introduced. Right. You get John Cena, you get Austin Theory abandoning him, you get Seth Rollins kind of on this fringe heel sort of thing, doing his own thing, but he has ties to it. It's really great the way that they've... It has its little tentacle, its little reach to so many other things than just the, the... Members of the bloodline in a couple, you know, Kevin yeah. Owens or whoever Roman Reigns is feuding with, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's dug in. It reaches couple, farther than that. Right, right. So where it's like, you know, you have uh, Theory or Rollins or whoever, like, referencing it, you know, like, it's, this is what I'm here for. You know, yeah. this is what, you know, um, you need with Bray where it's like, you would think his storyline would be, you know, rich. And in a way it is, because obviously you have the Alexa part of that. But sure. that, I think that's more just Alexa herself. Yeah. You know, like, that. that's not going to add much to me, I don't think, unless they do it a certain, like, a great way. It's not going to make me more enticed by Bray. It's going to be me more, oh, okay, I'm more enticed by Alexa. Like, okay, right. you know. Yep. So, whereas the Sami Zayn thing is just... You know, every week it's something new. It's some reverse where it's like the Bray storyline. I'm just looking at him like, all right, let's get to it, man. Give me right. some, you know, yeah. like, whereas I know the action's going to be with the bloodline. You Absolutely. Know, like every week we're going to get something new. Right. And that's really interesting and really appealing. And I think that's, again, what they need to uh, improve upon 
for the other storylines that they've invested a lot of time into. Yeah. And speaking of investing time, uh, let's switch over to AEW. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm dead cold on for AEW, and right. this is not anything new or unique. A lot <laughs> of people feel the same way. It's the general lack of storylines right. that AEW is putting out. I'm dead cold on it because you have all of this talent you have all these amazing people, and it seems to me like we still, all that it's about is the in-ring action, which is fine in the sense of if I was going to buy a ticket to one live event right now, would I want to buy a ticket to see AEW live or WWE live? AEW, yeah, hands yeah. down. Their wrestling, their in-ring matches are better. But as far as me turning off the television on Wednesday night of Dynamite, and going, man, I can't wait till next Dynamite because right. I got to see what happens with this. There's none of it. There is no storylines. We have a bunch of great matches and we have no storylines. And yeah, like people, people, I guess, for lack of a better term, like to criticize pro wrestling is like, oh, it's like a male soap opera, blah, blah, blah. And you go, yeah, but you know what the great thing about soap operas are? Is they're incredibly intriguing storylines. You remember a lot of the storylines. Like, I remember growing up, and my mom, you know, was a Days of Our Lives fan. Yeah. You know, I remember certain characters, like, I forget, was it Marlena or whatever the character's name was? Like, I remember certain stories, like, hey, this woman's possessed. And, oh, yeah. hey, this one, was it, like, Stefano or whatever? I forget, like, <laughs> I forget the guy's name. It was sort of like, like, oh, shit, he's back for, like, the third time. And you I know, have like, to tune in tomorrow right. to see what's gonna happen right or at least like hey remember like that story is like i remember like you remember those parts of it so it's like where you think that you're you know if you've tried to retcon something you know in the storyline or whatever like oh they're not gonna remember that because that was a couple seasons ago fans don't forget you know exactly so it's like absolutely and we're not getting that i'm not getting that reason to like care about them from week to week. Right. I'm still going to watch because I'm a hardcore fan, but like I can't justify to the casual fan, here's why, why you yeah. need to tune in live right. to watch this. Instead of them going, ah, let me know if there's a cool match and I'll watch right. it on Daily I give Motion. you bullet points like the matches you should check out. Yep. And then, hey, you know. Yep. Um, it's not the same. No. It's not the same. So I'm very cold on that. I wish that they would do more... Uh, with their storylines, because they have so much talent, instead of just focusing on in-ring action, um, what are you cold on for AEW? Um, it's, it's kind of in line with your storyline part, but it's more it's just like who's interjected into the storyline or sure. into you know this position. Is I'm really cold on the fact that Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are. Yeah going to be wrestling for the tag team titles. Doesn't you it know? suck that one of the few storylines that is going involves fucking Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett in and then now his wife's yeah, right, going into the year twenty twenty three, you know, like his wife's gonna be, you know, running his mouth off on a promo, you know, like it's just like I don't understand the need. Like I enjoy Jay Lethal. Sure. I really enjoy sure. his work. You know, like he's great uh uh with his uh, uh impressions and stuff yeah. like that. But it's also just why do they need to be wrestling the acclaimed when there are other teams that are more deserving of feuding with sure. the acclaimed? What currently? the hell happened, FTR? Right, FTR. I mean, we it, you could have best friends. Yeah, you know, we could have like they it, have so it, many teams. In, I know uh, Lucha Brothers and uh, Young Bucks. I would are love doing to see House thing, of Black show up and be like, hey, where we don't, is House we of don't Black? Like how, we don't like you know your guys's 
you're just goofy, right? Yeah, like you into stuff like that. Like it, I don't understand the need for Jeff Jarrett of all people to be on the television screen in the year 2023. I just, agree. I'm like, very so, cold on it. I am too. Like I said, I hope that at, just at the very least, all this is is just a way to get the acclaimed over more. Right. But again, I feel like that could have been done with a lot of other teams and factions. Teams I actually care about. Yes. Yeah. Instead of Jeff Jarrett, again, right. for the umpteenth time, being involved in a storyline that he has no right. business and being a involved a wrestling in. company he shouldn't be involved with. Amen like, to that. Amen to that. I will say, though, in sort of staying in the same vein, one thing that I am hot on for AEW is the way that they have escalated this best of seven trios uh, match between Death Triangle and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. When they first announced that it was just going to be a match at full gear, I was very, very excited. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, it's going to be a best of seven. And I'm going, how are we going to stretch this out into seven matches? And first two matches were all about the bell hammer. And I'm going, all right, is this what this whole thing's going to be about? And I started getting, and okay, they're going to be 2-0. and oh, And I, I, I literally, back, you know, yeah. I've called every single one. Right. I said, I even said, I go, it's not going to be 3-0. And they're going to come back 3-0. But as soon as they win the second one, I go, okay, so it's going to be 2-0. Oh, then it's going to be 2-1. Yeah. Then it's going to be 3-1. Then it's going to be 3-2. Then it's going to be 3-3. Three, three, and now we're going to get the payoff. And all of that has happened, yet I'm still hot on it. Because every match after that third match has given me something else. Right. You give me a no DQ. You give me a false count anywhere. You're going to give me a fucking death ladder match. Right. And let's not how, forget how amazing the first one was. Arguably the match of the year for 2021. Right. So you're going to give me something like that again. I am blown away that they have continued to keep my interest in a story that I thought should have gone on for three weeks and instead of going on for three months. I'm still hooked. Yeah. And of a major part of that is, of course, just the insane in-ring talent between those six people. They're six of the absolute best in AEW. Oh, yeah. Whenever they have a match, you know, sorry to cut it. Like, no, you're match, right. It's definitely one of those, like, all right, how do they, like, how do you top How do you top the last, top the last or, like, one? Like, that spot or, you and know. And they continue to. Yeah. And that's what impresses me the most. So I'm very, I'm pleasantly surprised with how they took a concept that I thought to me was a painfully obvious mm-hmm. concept and kept me interested despite me already knowing how it's going to play out. And they've done a great, great job of that. And admittedly, we both have had to sort of stretch to find things that we've been super positive right. on AEW on, but I've been really positive on that. What have you been positive on that AEW's been doing lately? Um, I'm positive on the fact that they got Ricky Starks uh, is the one that's stepping up against MJF because it's not, you know, it could have easily been uh, pa- uh, Hangman Page. It could have been, Mox. you know, Mox. It could have been... Um, you know, something of that nature. You could have run back Jericho and MJF. Jericho, you know, uh, yeah, anybody from, you know, you have uh, Hager, somebody try to step up for uh, yeah. Jericho. But the fact that you give me Starks, that you give me somebody that I feel is believable that could beat MJF, you know, um, and then he comes out with a fire promo, you know, to kick things off, and then it just continues from there. Um, this is what I need, like, because it, it should definitely put Ricky Starks, you know. They need more homegrown yes. people to be their stars. Yes. Um, we got a tease of it with Paige. Yeah. But it didn't work out. Right. Um, which I still stand by that thing that he will get another run uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, agree. Um, 
It's, but right now, I right think right this now, is Ricky Starks. For sure. Um, and I could... Do I see Ricky Starks beating MJF now? No. But maybe six months from now, you know, depending on how this, you know, MJF's run goes and everything, I'm all for it, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think he definitely can outwork him on the mic, you know, if he wants to. And I then, agree. Uh, I, I think he's better on the mic than MJF. Everyone yeah. talks about MJF as, like, the second coming of CM Punk or someone no, else like he's that. Like, he's good. He's good, but like Stark said, you are a fifth-rate, you know, Roddy Piper. Yes. If anything, you're just, you're a you know, second or third-rate Rick Root. Yep. You know, you're just doing the same thing that, you know, the greats have done before you. You're just doing it in a modern cadence and a modern tone. You know, that's Ricky cool. Starks is doing something new. Right. You know, it's just one of those, like, even then, it's, hey... If you're gonna go, let's go. You're gonna go with me. You're not yep. gonna go with the crowd and get them to turn on me because that's not your game. You know, nope. you're and not it's the not greatest. happening. Right. I already got them eating out of my palms. Yeah. So you gotta, yep. you know. Uh, and we've talked about it in episodes past where we're like, MJF is a heel, but he's not really a heel because right. the people are behind him. Well, we found somebody right. that the people are more behind. Then heel MJF. We like to cheer heel MJF, myself included. Yeah. But I am having a much more fun time cheering for babyface Ricky Starks yeah. than heel MJF. And that's one thing I think a lot of people should take note. Like if you're going to go to AEW, if you're like a fan or if you're even into AEW, it's one of those like, I don't know. You would have to look at it like uh, side by side or like do the comparison. Like how quickly... AEW fans will, hey, that's our guy. Yep. You know, it happened from CM Punk to MJF, MJF to Starks, you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that, you know, like, even you could say Hangman Page. FTR you know, to the Acclaimed. To FTR to the Acclaimed, you know, it, it's very quick, whereas it, I don't think it's hap- it happens as quickly with WWE. I would agree. With, you know, transition of power and, you know, like, the fans, you know, getting behind someone. Mm-hmm. But AEW, you can see how quickly in a moment... They're just like, oh, you don't have us anymore. Nope. You know, because this guy just, like, this is it, you know. You have to constantly be impressing them. You and that I think to... that goes back to the lack of storytelling. Right, that's like, true. Like, it's, we're, we're, going to, we're going to hang on to the flavor of the week yeah. more yeah. in AEW because you haven't given us a long-term reason to stay. I'm not going to cheer for you now because of what you did 12 weeks ago. Right, right. you got to impress me every single week. Yep. Because that's all I have to go on. Because that's that's why you change so quickly, right? That's why it worked for Paige when he did. Because that was a year of storyline, you know, yeah. payoff and everything. Yeah. So yeah, once he finally wanted, everyone had something to cheer for. But it's like, all right, now you have it. Now you have to do something with it. That's and very different than the build up to getting it. Yes, right? it, it, um, it is. There's some people that are more built for the chase, and there's people that are built to be the champion. Dare I say? I think MJF is going to be one of those people. Oh, I agree. Okay, no, yeah. I know, like, I agree. I, but I think a lot of other people... Maybe... People think he's the next Ric Flair, I, where he's like the heel champion that hangs right. on by any means, and it's more fun to see him try to lose. I don't see that. I don't I already think... see people getting sick of it. Yes, I, and that's part of me, and it's part of the reason why I don't think I ever really latch on to Ric Flair, because it's like... I know he's going to cheat the win. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I already know how the story's been told. Yeah. He told me the story. You know, the chapter oh, the chapter of the story ends the same way. Yep. Ric Flair cheated to win. Ric Flair cheated to win. Okay. Anyway, he didn't win. You know, but at the end of it, he cheated. You know, 
it's just like, all right, show Some me something new. Some baby face gets their moment, and then he cheats to yeah. win again. It's like, show me something new. And it's kind of the same thing with MJF, because unfortunately, we have them going, hey, all right, well, you want to get to MJF? You got to go through Chris Jericho first. It's like... Damn it! You did the same thing with you know MJF trying to get to Jericho. He had yep. to do his you know uh, challenges and tribulations. Yeah, uh, Wardlow had to do this shit for uh, MJF. MJF. Cody had to do that right. shit for it's like, MJF. Dude, if we do this shit again, I'm out. I yep. I will be out yep. on that. Yep. But it's like, and it seems like honestly that does seem like it's where it's going because you have the undersized under right. whatever. Ricky Starks, who doesn't have the accolades, mm-hmm. so you can see them running back that same storyline. But if yeah, we do that, man, if we gotta like if, if in two weeks or whatever we're recording again, and we have some stipulation where Starks has got to beat Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager to two v one or whatever, then he, I'm out. I will be yep. so pissed. Yep. Like, and I will sit here and bitch and, about it. <laughs> and it especially sucks because we know it's he's here's what's gonna happen. He's gonna go through all those. He's gonna climb over every mountain. Right. And then what's gonna happen at the end? MJF's going to cheat to win. He's going to cheat to win. And the whole thing was for nothing. And it's, you can only run that back so many times before you get fuck you heat. And we yeah. are already we're, there. We're teetering. We're, uh, no, okay. no, I'm not okay. saying we're teetering. I'm saying we're already there. Gotcha. I'm not tolerating it again. No, no, I shouldn't. Because we've done it with two different wrestlers in the same company and so, you know, like, against each other. It's like, that's really bad storytelling. Agreed. That's really bad storytelling. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, you know, we've talked about the highs and lows of 2022. Things are hot on. Things are cold on. Major stories. Uh, I wanted to do one final segment before we get out of here. It's our classic, oh, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing a match from way back in the past that you probably have never heard of or the maybe forgot about. Machine. Exactly. We're not going in the time machine. We're not going in the way back machine. We're staying right here. We're staying in 2022. These are two matches that happened fairly recently, honestly, but they are matches that stayed in our heart that elicited an incredible emotion out of us. And if you haven't seen it, you probably have to dig through the depths of the internet, daily motion, whatever it is, to find it because they're both AEW uh, matches, which they're very good at protecting. Uh, their matches online, but I promise you can find them online. The match that I want to highlight specifically was the Steel Cage match from Full Gear just this past November, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. It is on a card that is absolutely stacked, and it was a match that nobody going into it thought, this is going to be the match of the night. It was the opening match, and I dare you to tell me a match on this card that was better than it. It was incredible. It cemented to me the beauty of Jungle Boy Jack Perry as a white meat baby face that can overcome the odds, that can tell you a very ABC storyline, but do it in a way that gets you to care and can absolutely exceed all of your expectations. If you want to see a modern-day classic steel cage match, this is the match to watch. Yeah, no, that's definitely a solid one. Great choice because it's one of those, if I would have to say, like, hey, what's your, like, obviously ladder match is probably my favorite gimmick match. I don't know if we're calling the Royal Rumble a gimmick match itself. I'd call it a gimmick gimmick. match. All right, so probably Royal Rumble, then ladder. If I would have to say my third favorite would definitely be um, a steel cage. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Just like, so that's going to be one of those, like, Instant AEW steel cage match classics, classics. you know, their uh, um, 
library or whatever, yeah. it, it will definitely be, you know, a highlight for uh, Jungle Boy's career. It may definitely. be up there, you know, hey, this, we look back, you know, 10 years, like one of the best Steel K matches over the past 10, you know, 20 years. Um, I see it going down that way. Yeah, it I was really very do. solid for sure. And especially because it was, and like, I love Luchasaurus Austin. He was on Big Brother. It's a, He's a fairly limited wrestler, and that's fine. But that, to me, is what makes it even better. This was not Jungle Boy versus MJF. This is not Jungle Boy versus Cesaro or right. Brian Danielson. This is a match in which we saw, going into it, you're like, all right, he's going to have to carry this match. And what is Luchasaurus really going to do? Both of these guys brought their A game. They elevated it. They both had incredible spots. And again, they had to start the show. And to me, they absolutely stole the show. I agree with what you just said. I think this will go down, at least in AEW history. Right. As one. And by the way, most AEW steel cage matches before this were something else. It was a blood and guts match. It was the the uh, it was the death. Uh, ladder match, right. which was technically inside a steel cage, but ultimately you're, cl- you're climbing a ladder. This was a pure steel cage, cage match, right. and to me, it is the best pure steel cage match that AEW has done in their four year history, and I don't see anything passing it anytime soon. No, that's pretty solid. And like, uh, it's I think they definitely set the bar. You know, absolutely. Um, that that is that is so the way Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon is the bar for ladder matches. matches. Maybe things will be better in the future, but if yeah. you're not at least at this level, you're not going right. to be considered great. This to me is what a now if you have a steel cage match in AEW and it is not at least as good as Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. I can't call it great. That's legit. Just like I can think, uh, um, Steamboat and Savage. Savage, was, you know, a like, hey, this is kind of the bar of you know transition of power. Like, hey, you know, like we talked about before. Okay, hey, you're getting the IC belt, but a m- few months later, I'm going to bigger and better things. Yes, yep. that standard of like, this is how it should be. Yeah. When two this is guys, how you both guys are going over. Yeah. This is the standard, right? Yep. Like. That's exactly. That's how you get both guys over. Right. So, you know, there, there's parts throughout wrestling history where it's like you can see that's where it is. And, like, I can definitely see that, you know, 10 years highlight package for AEW, that match, you know, spots from that match is going to be in that. That elbow video. drop from right, the top. Right, exactly. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what is, so that's, like I said, that was um, full gear from November. Yours is a little bit earlier. We're talking yep. about uh, All Out in September. Yep. What is your um, match that you got to go back and rewatch? So the one I would definitely go back and rewatch because it had me on the edge of my seat, you know, kind of grip, you know, each moment. Um, it wasn't a perfect match by any means, but it was the first uh, Swerve in Our Glory and Acclaimed tag match. The one um, where we all thought Acclaimed was going to get it. We thought they were going to win. It was definitely, you could feel that, like, hey, you could feel that, you know, the claim or, you know, Acclaimed aren't supposed to have been, win this one, but they just have everyone behind them. You know, it's just one of those, again, like I said, you can feel when the crowd is behind someone in AEW, like, it can shift in a matter of a match. Totally. You know, and this was kind of one, like, obviously they Because had... they both kind of went in as faces. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting thing. People, we assume now, like, right. with Swerve as the heel and everything. Right. This was face versus face. Yeah, claimed having, you know, everyone with the rap and everything. So, you know, it was just one of those, like... But you had Keith Lee. You know, this is yeah. Keith Lee. This is Swerve. You know, like, it's... You we know, like all these guys. Right. 
But then there's just something about it, you know. Throughout the match. Yeah. By the end of that match, the whole audience, and there was no dramatic heel turn, but throughout the match, there was very clear, we cheered both of them coming in. Mm -hmm. By the end of that match, it was very obvious everybody wanted. I would love to to see, like, if they're. I didn't. I doubt they would be able to give it to us or whatever, you know. And we shouldn't. But, like, all right, what were their what were the merch sales up until like the beginning of that match for the claimed and like everyone? And then what were the what was the spike like right as that match finished? You know, whether it was at the sales at the uh, at the arena or yeah. online. Like, just how much of a... Of, which, yeah, you have, you know, the Scissor Me Daddy-ass shirt on. But, like, and just I how... Did not own, I did not own this shirt before that match. Right. I'll tell you that. You know, so I want to know, like, just how big of a jump was it, you know? I was... I was so behind the claim, the acclaimed even before that match. But after that match... Yeah. I was, like, I, I, I will not be satisfied... Until I see I them was, win, right? And I was like, I was with Dinaj. We were at, you know, imagine like we were watching it. And it was just one of those like, damn it! Like I knew, you know, like I knew, like the logical part of me was just like, hey, they weren't meant to. You could tell they weren't meant to win it. Wasn't ready yet. But the fan in me is just like, you sons of bitches! You give it to me right now. You know, like I want this back right now. Right now. Like, yeah. So when it just made it so much sweeter though when they did win it, but we Absolutely. don't get that. You don't get that moment. You don't get that payoff. You get without, the tease for it. You though. get the tease, right? Well, you yeah. don't get that without this match. And exactly. And and would it have been great to see them win in that moment? Of course. Right. But them getting it a month later was made all the more sweet by the tease that right. this match gave us. So you really got to go back and watch that match and keep that in mind. Was this was the. This, again, I don't mean to keep bringing this back. This was the foreplay. Yeah. This was what got you excited and right. built up for the payoff. Like, oh, yeah, I do want this. I do want, you know. The like, immediate payoff would, yeah, probably have been a great one-night pop. Right. But did did the acclaimed ultimately get a bigger push, a bigger backing of support because they lost and then overcame, right? Definitely. Yeah. So it's that great. It's, you know, chapter act one. Act one has to end with right. you know the heroes needing something to overcome, right? And that's what it gave us. And then act two gave us them overcoming that, and now we're in act three with the heroes' triumphant glory. Yep. And no pun intended with the glory, that, but this what it really was. It was a perfect end to Act One, yeah. and it set us up beautifully for Act Two and now Act Three. Hell yeah! It was great. It was great. Uh, what a year it's been, man! It's been a year, that is for sure. It's been a year. Hopefully, twenty twenty three is going to be even better than twenty twenty two. We got Royal Rumble coming up less than a month from it. now. We will definitely be back before the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, and I I hope that we get to do another immediate reaction. I want to. That'd be really cool. I That's like that. really that fun. We're going to really be at fun. Jorah's. It's going to be great. I'm. I think this is going to be one of the best. Even Royal maybe Rumbles do an interview with the winner. Like if it's not one of us, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Absolutely. How to feel the, you know, get the pick. Like because. There's a certain way we do it for for um, the rumble. For the rumble, it's not the traditional pick'em. Yeah, it's um, fun. Where I'd I'd love to do that. I'd love to do yeah. that. It is probably also gonna be the only way we'd ever maybe get Daniel on the show. That's very true too. 
but until next time, thank you all so much for. Well, hey, before we get out of here, actually, yes. I have you a little. I got you a little something. Ooh, a little Christmas what? gift for the show. What? Now I know you're not much of a comic guy, so it's <sighs> kind of weird that it would be a Wolverine comic. But okay. There's a story behind this, so why don't you go ahead? Or I'll crack it open real quick. Crack it open. Tell me what's going on. I'm all seeing right. a Wolverine comic. Well, it's a, it's so it's a Marvel Comics presents. It's, uh, you know, it's a Wolverine issue. It's number I'm 45. I'm so excited. Okay. But there's some story behind this one. So, um, you'll, and you're going to appreciate this. Like I said, it's not really the the cover or anything like that that's significant, but there's a story in here um, that is near and dear to, I think, both of our hearts and the show. Um, so what takes place in this is, as you can see, it is uh, an incredible Hulk story. Oh. But as you can see in that very first image of you know that who is that that, that looks uh, the the luster the huckster that looks like Hulk Hogan that is to Hulk me. Hogan so significance behind this is this issue is they're actually having it set up to where you know Hulk is you know Hulk, oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan is using the Hulk name okay and he's hulking up right well. And the Incredible Hulk doesn't take, you know, they're not taking a liking to Hulk Hogan. The, the only Hulk, Hulk. Right. yeah. So he comes in and he, you know, Hulk smashes Oh my Hulk god, Hogan. I love it. I love it. Hulk smash right yeah. there. You're an embarrassment. I love it. Throws him out of the ring, crunches Dude, this is yeah. awesome. So I figured you'd appreciate that, you know, considering fuck Hulk Hogan. And fuck all. Hulk Hogan. So, I love this. The yeah, true Hulk I, reigns supreme. Yeah. Once I learned about this, I was like, you know what? My man Mike has to have this. So. Dude, that is so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That's Wolverine comic. Let's do it. Uh, uh, issue 45. Yep. So cool. Oh, my God, dude. That's yeah. so uh, so unexpected. Thank you yeah, so you're much, welcome, man. man. That is good. awesome. That is awesome. Oh, is, what a great way. Oh. We get to kick off the new year with Hulk Hogan getting Hulk smashed. Right. How do you not love that? So yeah, if anyone ever asks, like, do you? You know very much. You have a story to tell, him, you know, as to why. Maybe you know? I'm not a comic book guy, but I'm this comic book That's guy right. for sure. Too cool, man. Too All cool. Right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh man, what a! I can't think of a better way to end this year. Right. And a, a better what this to me like if this is any indication of what 2023 is going to be. Yeah. I'm all for it. Same. Dude, uh, such a great time. Thank you all for listening and supporting us through 2022. We hope to do even better. The next year we're going to be bigger and uh, better than ever. We're going to get some uh, indie wrestler interviews going on. Got so much planned for the new year. Until next time, he is Luke. I am Mike. Hey, Johnny, one more time. Hit that music.